Good morning. We're on your test on Madalas. Yesterday we just discussed the sugya of somebody who is misaperach mitosan shalat having dechachomim. Somebody who speaks derogatorily about uh, about a mate or about a talmud chacham. We spoke about the slight machlekes Rashi. I'm assuming the machlekes between Rashi and Tosfos, which then uh, spreads to other rishonim who take either side. Whether the second memra is once again speaking in a derogatory fashion about Etanus Chacham after his Misa, or whether it's delineating all the Averis which he did in an attempt to try and uh, pull Etanus uh, Chacham down, which one it is. And we said from Rashi, Rashi seemingly makes this distinction that the, they were talking about, uh, you know, outlining all the Averis he's done, whereas Tosus speaks about, he make, makes mention of the Gnus once again, the derogatory fashion in which a person speaks about Etanus Chacham. To make one, one uh, mention, and that is, one could possibly argue on the diuk, on the, uh, the slight uh, derivation we made from Tosus, because I saw last night the Tamidia Rabbeinu Yoyno also say on that second memra, Hamasapeh Begnusom Shel Tamidichachon, the same sort of expression as Tosus, and then goes on to explain what's the Gnus, do you speak about the Averis they did? Okay? In other words, you could argue maybe Tosus means the same thing. The Gnus is the Averis. As is suggested from the continuation of the Gemara, because it talks about if it's Thomas Hoffman did an Avera, Balaira, Al-Sahara, don't think about it during the day. On the other hand, I still stand, but I, 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 I don't think we've got to be too quick to backtrack, because at the end of the day, number one, Tosis did not spell that out, the Rabbeinu Yonah did. And number two is this idea, the two Peshotim, Rashi, the way we extend the Russian Tosis, is black and white in the Ritva, it's black and white in the Meiri, that there are two different schools of thought. And therefore, since Tosus doesn't say anything, to the contrary, we would assume that Tosus means Gnus is Gnus. If we're going to see an example in the Gemara to say, what is Gnus? It doesn't mean you speak about the Avedis. Gnus can mean some you speak to try and pull them down to make people, to, to, make, uh, to make them look low, but not because of Avedis necessarily. Now, those are the two schools of thought we had yesterday. Let's go once again from the two dots, the Omar of Yeshua ben Levi. Your test on the uh, five lines down. The Omar of Yeshua ben Levi. The Chafdalit Mekomis in 24 places, Beitin Menadin al Kavet Horav. The Beitin puts pers- uh, a person in, in Nidri, in excommunication, banishment, over the Kavet of the Rav. The Kulon Shaninu, the Mishnatinu, they've all, we've learned all of them in our Mishnai. Omari Rabbi Lozus, Rabbi Lozus said to Rabbi Shah ben Levi, Hey Chav, where are these? I haven't seen 24 places. Omari, he said to him, Lichi, go Tishkach. They should be fine. Go look for them. Not like Dog for Ashkach. He went out. He looked carefully for Ashkach and he found. Talas. He found three. Not 24, but three. What were they? Hamazalzal ben Etilat Yodayim. Somebody who cheapens the mitzvah ben Etilat Yodayim. Hamazalzal ben Etilat Yodayim. Somebody who speaks in a derogatory fashion about the Tamid Yechachonim. Hamazalzal And somebody who... Somebody who speaks um, with a with a zakhutzah towards Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Let's go through one by one. Hamasaper achamitosan shal tamid echachomim. Somebody who speaks derogatorily about the Talmud Chacham after his death. Mahi, what what does this mean? This none. The Mishnah says, Mishnah idiot, who are your omer? He used to say, Ein Mashkin as. Um, Yes. This Akavya ben Mahalal is speaking to Mesechah's idiot. He says the following. Who are your Emeh used to say? Emaskin, we don't give to drink the waters of the Saita. Loyas agiyoyas. Not to a woman who is a giyoyas. But loyas amashukhreres. Not a convert. And not a shifcha who has been freed. Not a shifcha kananis who has been freed. And subsequently, therefore, upon being freed, becomes a Jewess. These two... Women do not get the water, they can't be given the waters of the Sota. If you take a look at Rashi, it's very, very interesting. Rashi says, It's uh, two lines, two, three lines down the narrow lines of Rashi. The Bnei Yisrael Omo Parsha. Because in the Parsha it says only Bnei Yisrael. That excludes the wife of a ger, 
or the wife of an ever who has been free. It's got to be B'nai Yisrael. The husband's got to be B'nai Yisrael. Not that he came into the ranks of B'nai Yisrael at a later stage in his life. I.e. he was a convert or an Ebed who has been free. What's the problem? What have we just excluded? The wife of a Ger or the wife of an Ebed Meshokra. What did the Gemara say we're talking about here? Not the wife of a girl, not the wife of a Meshachar, what are you talking about? Eid Mashkin, Loi Es Hagi What's a Giyoyre? It's the woman herself who converted. The Loi Es, what does it say? Hamashukhrere. The woman, the Shifcha who has been freed, not the wife of an Ebed who's been freed. A Shifcha, the maid servant who's been freed. Why does Rashi talk about the wife of a girl? And the, the bottom line is, this is funny what's, what's going on here. The bottom line is, it's actually a Machlokas. I'm talking about Machlokas Tanoim, I believe. Um, let's see if I can just quickly find where it was. But um, I, think, I think it's the Ribbon who speaks this out. Um, yeah, that's right. It's, it's, it's based on the, the Ribbon, it's based on the Yerushalmi, but it's a Machlokas as to whether, whether the, in order to be excluded, yeah, whether, whether you need both to be, let's say, a Ger and a Giyore, or just one and not the other. Okay? In other words, it's like this. The truth is, it's not necessarily going to be Drosh's. Just to, in other words, Rashi is a pair of what's going on here. So it's just to know that it's, it's a Mahloikev as to whether you need both of them, him and her, to be a Ger stroke Giyore, Shifah stroke Ebed, which has been freed, or whether it's enough for her to be a Giyore. Rashi is playing safe, if you want, and he's fitting it with all shifters by saying that this Giyoret is the wife of a Ger. This Shifcha who has been freed is the wife of an Ebed who has been freed. Okay, is that clear? He's just playing safe because he pointed out we're fitting we, we fit it with all shifters. He's not, he's not sort of changing around the case. It's based on the ride of Tirish there, and that's, that, 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 that's what Rashi wants over here. The Aishas... Yeah, 100%. 100%. But the point is that, you're right, the Akavya himself, as it happens, yeah? Um, I'll tell you what, I mean, uh, if, 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 if we're already going into it, basically there is, it, it, uh, as I said, it's the Yerushalmi, but it says, that we have this Mishnah in India, it says, eight Mashkin, etc., etc., the Gemara says, what are we talking about? Are we talking about, if it's a girl who married a Giyore, a girl who mar- married, a, uh, sorry, again, a girl who married a uh, Yisraelis, the girl who married the Yisraelis, so that, he says, is a possible, we just quoted, but a Yisrael, but a girl. And if it's a Yisrael who married a Giyore, yeah, we've got a possible, which says, baby, I'm a Yisra, this time, where's it gone? Yeah. So he says, what are we talking about? Yerushalmi says, we're talking about a girl who married the Giyot. Give me one second, let's see if I've just prayed through this, but... As I said, it, 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 it goes like this. There's Machlokas for Abonon and the Akavya of Mahalala. Okay? We're going to see that in the, basically, t- coming now. But the, according to, according to Akavya, he agrees with this drasha, B'nai Yisrael, yeah? He says, B'nai Yisrael v'loi Eishah Tagev. That's Rashi just quoted. V'loi Eishah Tagev. According to him, Anachalani is loved after Egeyot. Any wife of a girl, if he's a girl, he can't give her to, to drink. That's the shitter of Akavya ben Mahalala. However, there are Bonon who disagree. They say, Dafka a Giyore who marries a girl. That's the shitter of the, of the, uh, of the Rabbon. Right? It's based on, uh, on, on, on Drosh's and the Pulpit. 
for a Yisraelis who's married to a girl Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. It's, it's, uh, let me get, let, let me get this right again. According to Akavya ben Halala, it's, it's, it's Lav after Agiyaris. Yeah, Lav after Agiyaris, as we said. The Rabbonon, they hold the opposite. That, 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 that's, that's why we're missing this. The Rabbonon holds, if you've got a girl who marries Agiyaris, Okay, a girl who married a Giyore, then you do give her to drink. That, that's, that's the point we're missing here. Okay, according to the completely opposite of what you would have thought. They say, we're mocking to you, Akavya ben Mahalala. We agree to you that if you've got a girl who marries a, uh, sorry, a girl who marries a non Giyore, we agree to you, B'nei Yisrael, B'loi Eishasagel. That we agree to you. But a girl who marries a Giyoret, we don't agree to you. A Kavya himself holds, Eishasagel, whether she's a Giyoret, whether she's not, it doesn't really make a difference. The Eishasagel is not, is not given to drink. That's the shifter of A Kavya He says that even if it's a Giyoret who marries a girl, okay, the Rabbans say no. Dafka, a Yisraelis who marries a girl, is not given to drink. But a girl who marries a Giyoret, if she's a Giyoret as well, then you do give her to drink. It's a rumor in the past. Okay, it's the opposite of what you think. You think a girl who marries a Giyoret, it's culture again, you shouldn't give her to drink. No. If they're exactly the same, they're both a girl and they're both Giyoret, then say the Rabbans, you give them to drink. Okay? Is that clear? One more time. Okay. So based on that, that's why Rashi, now we've got that clear, we can understand what's going on in Rashi. Rashi comes up and gives us the, the drosha. What's that? B'nai Yisrael, the man has to be a member of B'nai Yisrael. Not that he came in on race and became a guest. Everyone agrees with that drosha. Everyone agrees with that drosha. The question is, what's the status of the wife in that drosha? Is she also a Giyaret? Or B'dafka she's not a Giyaret? Everyone agrees that if he's a guest, well, he's an Evan Mashokra, he can't give his wife to drink the, the, the maid later. In what situation? Oh, that depends. You've got a Makhlekes Rabbonon and a Kavitam Halal. Let's go back once again into, into, the, into the Gemara. That's taking that in, in mind. Let's take a look at the Gemara. He, he says again, Who are you? A Kavitam Halal used to say, Eid Mashke, you don't give to drink. Lo Yasagiyeret for the Evan Mashokra. Even, it's a Kiva. Even if the wife is also a Giyoda, even if the wife is also a Shukraira, she was a Shifcha who was freed, even in such a, such a situation, you don't give her to drink. Why? Because the husband's a girl. Even though she's also a Giyoda, it doesn't matter, you don't give her to drink. The Chachon and the Chachon say no. In that case, where she's a Giyoda as well, masculine, you do give her to drink. The only case you don't give her to drink is where only he's a girl and she's not. She's not a Giyaris, she's a Yisraelis. But in the case where they're both, she's a Giyaris and he's a girl, the Chacham is saying, Mashkin, you give her to drink. So the Chacham said to him, we've got a support for this. We've got a support for our position, you do give her to drink. What's that? Maise Bekarkonis, there was a Maise Bekarkonis, is either the name of the place, or the name of the woman, either she was a member of this place, Karakami, or her name was Taka Karakomitra, she says, Shibchom Meshukreret, she was a Canaanite maidservant who was subsequently freed, the Yerushalayim, in Yerushalayim, the Yishkua Shemaya Vartalyan, Shemaya Vartalyan, they gave her to drink the waters of the Saita. Wait a second, she was a Shibchom Meshukreret. Presumably she was married to a, let's say she was married to a girl, and they gave her to drink. So that supports our Shita. So listen to what he said to them. But Omar Ohem. So Akavya ben Mahalali said to them, Dugma Hishkua. Dugma Hishkua. They gave her to drink. Dugma. What does Dugma mean? So Rashi says, we've got Makhlik's Rashi in place. 
Rashi says, you have to know a bit about Shemaya of Avtadim. Who were they? So Gemara and Gittin, that they were from the descendants of Samcheir. So they were the descendants of Gaelic. So therefore, Dukma means their life. They came, you know why they gave her to drink? Do you know why? Because they felt, they said, look, we're Gaelic. So therefore, they said, Gaelic are good Jews, like us. They got it wrong. I'll say what I have in my mouth, I'll say. They said, because we're Gaelic, they favour Gaelic if you want. They raised the state of the game as if they're fully fledged Jews from birth. But he said, it's only, yeah, that's, that's not, in other words, it was an insult. He was trying to say, don't bring me riots from Gaelic. Don't bring me riots from Shemaya Vartadi. They were Gaelic themselves. Okay? Zukma means their life. The people that were like them. You're asking me, oh, I've got a case where Shemaya Vartadi gave to drink a Giyore, who married again. So don't quote me from there. Shemaya Vartadi themselves were Gaelic. And others spoke in a derogatory fashion about, about the, uh, Oh, Tosa says no. That's, that's not that's not really what it means. Dugma Yeshkua means you find the expression Dugma. Um, I mean, he brings Rashi's chart, but he also brings a, another chart, the Oros, who says that Dugma we find is often like if you're if you're a salesman, you have a Dugma. You have, if let's say you're a painter, right? So you have a sample. Dugma is a sample. They didn't really give her the actual soda waters. They gave her something which, a, which is a little but a bit like bitter waters with a bit of rushes may sever, they died a little bit, it looked, made it look a little spooky, and they gave her to drink. They knew they couldn't really give her to drink. So they thought they could sort of maybe spook her out a little bit, maybe she'll admit that they give her these waters. But I'm rather they didn't give her to drink. Okay? So now, so therefore, what, what did they do? So the Chachom said, that's the way you speak, especially if you like, like Rashi. So it says, you know, Shmaya, Tani, never gave him. They put in, they put Akabah ben Mahalalel in Nidri because the way he spoke in a derogatory fashion about Tommy the Chacham about Shemai about Tadu speaking that fashion Umeistri Niduyot and he died he died in his state of of Nidri okay now the interesting thing is we got this case what is this and yesterday we had this Masalekas Rashi and Tosfus. What is Masapa Achamitos Mashal Tami Dechachomen? Is it talking about the Avera they did? Or is it some speaking about the Gnus? Would you say this is speaking about the Gnus or is it an Avera they did? I'd say, according to Rashi, Rashi has to say like this, there's no question, it was an Avera. How can you blot out the name of Hashem? Because you're a guest. Oh, I'm a guest, she's a, you know, she's a Giyoret. I, you know, I show favoritism. He said, what, what was, what was Akav ben Mahalal based in, in effect, what was he saying? He was saying, Shemaya of Talia, they were absolutely wrong to do what they did. And they only did it because they were Gaelic, therefore they wanted to sort of raise the status of Gaelic. So they blotted out the name of Hashem because, just because, they were worried about the status of Gaelic. That's definitely an Avedo. I mean, we have to explain that, because Rashi said yesterday, you're talking about the Avedo. So that's going to be Rashi. According to Tosin, it doesn't have to be that. To give them, made, you know, this made Seba, he brings us, he brings, brings the Oros It's not an Avedo. I mean, is there an Avedo to give them made Seba? You give them, you know, I mean, dyed water. What, what's Avera in it? You haven't blocked that, Hashem's name. Rashi Tosin makes that point. The They didn't block out the Torah in it. What's he want with that? They didn't do anything wrong. But apparently it's a derogatory statement to try and suggest that Shemaya Valtalia, they, they sort of just, it was just, the whole thing was a play. I, I, and the truth is, I added I add that in. I added that in. To try and spook her out. But apparently, the Chazal saw that as a... As a I, I realize, you say it like that, I, I, the way I just... Expressed. Yeah, yeah. You're right. But the, the, the way I... But apparently, it, it's a good to even suggest it. Because what they're saying is, presumably the way they're explaining it is, 
we know they, they, they gave her the maid sota. So they're saying, no, they just basically made, you know, made the play of the whole thing, liyara isa. Right? So Chazal apparently saw that as like a, sort of just a play. It, it is slightly hard to see according to Oroch what exactly the Gnus is. It's definitely not an Avera, that's clear. You can debate what the Gnus is, but it's definitely not an Avera. You can't make an Avera in it. Whichever way, whichever way you're going to, you, you could probably debate, I'm sure people can think of Suarez, what exactly the Gnus is. But it's definitely not an Avera. So therefore you can see why Rashi didn't go with the Oroch Shah, and you can see why Tosin does bring the Oroch Shah. He brings both Shosim as Atom. Okay? Rashi, who learns Nesapa Achamitos, and says, Ah, oh, here's my proof, is that it's talking about Anavera. Because they blotted out the name of Hashem, you know, blotted out the name of Hashem on the water, for what? Oh, because, because they're gay. It's Anavera. The Oroch says, No, they didn't blot out the name. They didn't do an Anavera, but it's, apparently it's, it's speaking derogatorily about them. That's why they put them in it. That's the first case we have. Carries on the Gemara. Um, so Umeis in Eduyok, he dies in a state of Nidui, the Sokul Ubeis in Asaraino, and as is the Halak of somebody who dies in the state of Nidui, they stone, face and stones his orange. We'll see soon what that means. Doesn't mean they sort of chuck stones at it. They put one stone on the orange as a, as a symbol to show that he died in a state of, of uh, Nidui, of banishment. Next case we had was Vamizalza and Nitiyasodayim. Somebody who cheapens the Mitzvah of Nitiyasodayim, he gets put in Nidhi. My, he, what's that case? Just now, because we learned in the Mishnah. Omar Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, this is also in, 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 uh, in Idris, if you carry on there, basically, I think it's probably the next Mishnah there. Omar Rabbi Yehuda. Chas Sholem. Sha'akavya ben Mahalala Nisnada. Chas Sholem even suggests that Akavya ben Mahalala was put in Nidhi. You've got to know who he was. When they closed the Azorah, right, when they did the, the, the Pesach, when they would do the Korban the, they would come in three groups. And when the Azorah was filled up with the first group, they'd close up the Azorah, they'd uh, do the, you know, Shefet, they'd let them out, put in the second group, a bit like that. When the Azorah was closed, you should know there would be no one in Kalabi soil. The Chachma the Tahara the Yirah state, with somebody who has such chokmah, somebody who has, has such purity, such fear of sin, there's no way in the world he would have spoken in such a, in such, in such a fashion. And if he did, you have to understand sometimes, we were just talking about this morning, you know, the way the Roshonim may speak about, sometimes you see these very, very sharp Roshonim, you have to understand, I think it's the Gemara in Tani said, it's the Torah boiling up inside them. As the Gemara says, if you see a, a, a Tamasov on the cast, don't judge him, uh, you know, oh, he's getting the cast. It's a terror boiling up inside him. The Gemara then continues on and says, but from the Tamasov's point of view, you've got to be careful. Though. You've got to be careful that it's a terror which boils up, not you. But if you see a Tamasov on, don't, don't suspect him that he's getting... So therefore, even if he would have said such thing, you, you can't possibly suggest he was put in Nizzi. There's no way. No way. Ela et me Rather, who was put in Nizzi? You got the story wrong. It was somebody called as Elozab ben Chanoich. His name was Elozab ben Chanoich. Shepik veik ben Etzilat Shodayim. He started questioning the halachas of Etzilat Shodayim. Uchshemeis when he died, Shochu beisim to beisim sent along. They nicho even gadol al arenoes, and they put a big stone on his on his coffin. The lametcha to teach you shkolam esnader that anyone who's put in nidi or beisim is doom, and he dies in a state of excommunication. Beisim soikin and esarenoes the beisim they stone his coffin. That's the way they stone it, not by chucking stones at it, they put a stone on his arm. That's the, the case of Nathiyah Sadaim, that's case number two. Case number three is, Hamega Sata Kalapi Mala, somebody who speaks with chutzpah towards Shomayim. Mayhi, what's that case? This time, because we learned from the Mishnah. You have to know a bit, a bit, of, a bit of a background to the, the story you may be familiar with, with Chenya Amadol, that Chenya um, Amadol, one time they were lacking rain, and um, they basically brought him along, you know, nothing was happening. So they got Chenya Amadol, and he drew a circle, and he stood in there, and he said, I'm not going to leave there until the rain comes. So the kids, the, one of the things he said to Hashem was, haven't I asked, you know, I've got a struggle what's going on here, I've asked you many times, where's the rain? So Shorach Lo Shimon Ben Shotaf, says the Mishnah, Shimon Ben Shotaf sent him a message to Chenya Amadol. Sorry, Chatol, Nazis, you should know, so really you should be put in Nidhi. The way you spoke was, Azar Chutzpah, 
and it's not for the fact that you're you're it's not for the fact that I know your discus, I, w- I would have been put you in vigil. And will not ask them, what can I do? You sin like that, the way you speak with such chutzah in front of my Kodesh Baruch And he does your will, like a son who speaks with such chutzah in front of his father, and he does his will. That's the material. You know, you've got, you've got, you've got to uh, just finish off the pasuk. For Recha, I thought of him about you. The pasuk says, "Yisma chavicha ve'emecha, your father and your mother, um, he will rejoice." The soged yeladzecha, and um, your the one who gives birth to you, she will, she will uh, also expression of joy will will rejoice. In other words, they should rejoice at having such a son. Son, you so beloved to our Kodesh Baruch that he can make such demands, such complaints, such chutzah does, and I thought it's well to tell you that as well. It's a little like a you know, father who sees his son you know, in an absolute tantrum, the way he's speaking with such chutzah or whatever, but he still gives him. Why? Still gives him what he wants. Why? But he's speaking. The answer is because there is some chutzah, fine, do you ignore it? But if the chutzah is an expression of the... It's something you see so... so the chutzah is an expression of how much he wants that thing, that's the only way he can express it, Father takes pity on him. He ignores the chutzah and says, you know, how can I ignore the pleas of my son? He said, that's you, Chayni Amazel. The way you spoke to our Baruch no one else could get away with it. It's only because you're a son, and the father, it sort of, Kaviyochel, tugs to the heart of our Kodesh Baruch Hu, he, he, uh, he, uh, he responds. But after a point you see from this mission, that generally speaking, if a person speaks like that to our Kodesh Baruch Hu, he deserves an idiot. These are the three examples, says Rabbi Eloza, that I managed to find. He says to Rabbi Shobel, if you wear the other 21, just before we go on, there's an obvious answer, but I'll, I'll raise the question nonetheless. It may sound like being a little pedantic here, but when he listened, he said he went away and he found three cases. What were the three cases? The Tilat Yadayim, some of you speak derogatory about the Tal Sarkham, and some of you speak the Chutzpah towards HaKadosh Baruch what order did the Gemara then go through then? Nesiyah time was second, but we started off with exactly Nesiyah time comes second. And I was the first and second to switch around. Why? Why did it switch to order? Yeah, is the question clear? So all these, it, it, it says that he, 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 when he gives you order, Nesiyah time, so why did it switch to order? The first and second was switched. Why? The answer is obvious, come on. I'm pretty sure the answer is obvious. You want to say that Nintendo Sam is where you start the day. Okay. Maybe, maybe a, a little more than that. So all we have, I mean, I would have, this is why I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but to me it seems possible. Novak dog of Ashkar, he went and found, what did he find? What was the order he found there? For whatever reason he found them in this order, he found the Tilasodai, then, then he found the, the Mishnah about the, about the Akavik Bemahalala, about the way he spoke about Tamiz and and then he found the case of, of somebody with Khenya Mazda. That was the order he found them. When the Gemara goes through them though, it goes through in the logical order. The Tinasodayim is a follow-on from the case of Akhavid and Mahalal. That's the order. It's pretty, uh, not sure if it's literally, but I think it is. Two Mishnahis, or maybe even one Mishnah, they follow on, Mamash one from the other. So it's logical, that's the way you should explain it. Because the, the Mishnahis go, Akhavid and Mahalal, and then the Mishnah goes on, Chas Shalem Akhavid and No, it wasn't. It was the case in the Tinasodayim. So that's the order. Now, why he found them in that order, I don't know. Obviously, maybe he was thinking about it and he thought of, you know, they didn't have it written down in those days. So he was thinking about his Mishnahis, and he thought of the case in the Tilas and then he said, ah, that case in the Tilas Tadayim, ah, there's a case before that. That was the order he thought of them. But the Maitre, when the Gemara goes through to explain them, you go through in the order of the Mishnahis in, in, uh, in Egypt. And the order is, first the case of Al-Kabiyah ben Mahalala, then El-Otho ben Khamer, then the Tilas and then the last one he had was the one about Hamegis, Dato, Kalafi, Mahalala. I mean, it's not, it's not, as I said, it's not a major kasha, it's just a, a slight uh, dictum. Um, yeah, ask the Gemara. The Sulekha? 
Do we not have any other? He could only manage to find three. So he says, come on, I can manage a few more. Vo'ekor, what about the following? The Tony Rabiesi, the Rabiesi, Tudus Ishroimi, sorry, the Tony Rabiesi, Rabiesi taught, Tudus Ishroimi, that was his name, Tudus, a man in Rome, Hinegas Bene Romi, he got the people in Rome accustomed, Leha'achilon Kidiem Mukulotin, to feed them um, goats which had been Mukulot. Mukulot is an expression of literally being armed. Okay? But what it means is, Rashi says, when I say arms, as in uh, somebody's got ammunition, you know, to go out and do battle. But what it means is, because if you remember the way they would uh, roast the uh, Karam Pesa, was it was whole. Yeah? They put, they sort of folded everything over the spit. It was, it was roasted whole. And he, this is obviously after the Chorban Beit Hamikdash, after the destruction of the Beit Hamikdash, he started a custom that everyone should have Gedeim Mukulot and Bnei On Lel Pesa, he told them they should have it like uh, they should do it, do it like this. So, um, in other words, as a remembrance for the Chorban Pesa. So when, and in the, hopefully, in the very near future, we have the rebuilding of the Beit Hamikdash, we should remember the you know the way they ate the Chorban Pesa. So, Sholach Lei Shimon Ben Shotach, Shimon Ben Shotach sent him a message, Ilamari Tudus Asay, if not for the fact that you were Tudus, such a righteous man, Gezranyo Alecho Nidhi, I would put you in Nidhi. Sha'atomake Nesi Sol Kotchik Kodoshim Vasut, because your feet in Klali Sol Kotchik, outside of the, outside of the Beit HaMikdash, outside of the Azor. In other words, the problem is that this, not everyone realizes, uh, not everyone realizes, that, um, that this is just like a remembrance. Somebody who sees this and doesn't know any better, he thinks, oh, I remember learning in Mishnah's stock and the way they used to do this. Obviously, we're eating kochim, even after the Beit Dosh, you know, and where are we doing this? Oh, in Rome. So, they're going to be thinking, we're allowed to eat kochim bachot, they're going to get the wrong end of the, you know, wrong end of the stick. And I suppose it couldn't lead to terrible things when I suppose the Beit HaMikdash is built, either that, or people will start being monkish kodshim and start eating kodshim nowadays. Think about it, in England you can start eating kodshim. They don't realise it's just a, it's just a play. He says it wasn't a clever thing to do, therefore. That's what he said. So he said, if not for the fact that you were Tudus, I would have put you in, in, in an idiot. There's another example. Why, why, why didn't Rabbi Elsa think of this? Answer the Gemara, the Mishnah Seinu Karmrinon. Because we said there's 24 examples in our Mishnah. Not that's a price. We're looking for Mishnah where you find Nidhiv. The whole Brighty, that was the Brighty you just quoted. Ask the Gemara Uva Masnit, and Lekha, you can't find another case in the Mishnah. Vaikha, what about the following Mishnah? Hardisna, that which you've learned in the Mishnah. Chopchu um Khulyas or Khatokh Khulyas, I suppose, he cut it up into pieces. What this means is like this, before we go on. The halacha is with an earthenware, anything earthenware, that once it's uh, basically been uh, completed, it's gone under, undergone the process inside the oven, you know, the, per- the where they, uh, what's the word? Not purge it, uh, strength it, what's it? Glaze it, whatever, whatever they do right at the end, when they, in the, uh, you know what I mean? Fire. Okay, whatever, whatever they do to, to, to strengthen it at the end of the process, so, um, when, it, when it's a kli, it's now makabal tumma. And if it's makabal tumma, the only way to get rid of the tumma is by smashing it. So the question is, what happens if I build it right from the start in a fashion which maybe you could argue is, is a broken kli? So you can have a broken kli. How are you going to use a broken kli? Obviously, it doesn't mean literally broken. It means a way that a halachically is considered to be broken. And if it's broken, maybe it's not makabal tumma. That's the debate here. So what's he do? Chatot al-chulius. He takes his oven... And he cuts it with, uh, like this, going down from top to bottom. He cuts it like the oven is basically like a, a bit like a cylinder or a squ- uh, maybe a cuboid, something like that. And he cuts it along the the, height, the width all the way down. Cuts it into pieces, slices. Venosam chol vein chul again. Venosam chol vein chulia the chulia. And between each piece, he puts sand, he puts cement, and he builds it up like that. In other words, he takes his pieces. And he doesn't, instead of just putting them back together, in other words, you've got them separated by sand in between. And then on the outside he puts uh, you know, a, a layer there, but that's basically what he does. He builds it up like that. So, 
Rabbi Yehuda says, well, that's considered a broken clean. That oven is like a broken clean. The fact that it might be, you can use it as a very good working oven, doesn't matter, it's considered a broken clean, it's tar, it's not the Kabbal the Mishnah finished off there, it says, This is the oven of Achnoi. Some say it's the name of a person who used to build ovens like this, but the Gemara says otherwise. My Achnoi, what Achnoi? So, Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Omar Shmuel, Rabbi Yehuda said the same Shmuel, Melamidus teaches us, Sheikifuhu halofet kachnoi there. That they surrounded it literally with halafos like this. Achnoi is a snake. The timuuhu, and they were metamiyus. In other words, this is a it's a well known one of one of the major major machlokesen which went on here between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. It went backwards and forwards, and it was getting really out of hand. And uh, they were bringing riots this way, that way. And the Chachamim were bringing riots against him. Literally, they surrounded it with halafos like like a snake, and they. If they finally concluded, they said, the Allah says it's Tavim. Like the Chachamim. They brought riots and riots, and like, and said, surrounded and said it's Tavim. The Tanya was taught in a Braisa. That day, they brought all the Taharis which Rabbi Yezah had been retired, based on the fact that he said that this oven was not the Kabbal Tumah. The Sorkum and the Fonam, and they burned them all in front of him. Now there was any Shailas which arose, and they went to Rabbi Yezah, and he said, no, this oven is not the Kabbal Tumah. This trumod, this, this uh, food is all tar, they burnt it in front of him to show him that he was wrong. But if I say at the end of it, Baruchuhu, they literally blessed him, it's a euphemism, they put him in Nizi. So, that's another case, and that's a Mishnah. That's a Mishnah in Kedem. Answer the Gemara, no, part of it's a Mishnah, part of it's a Brighter. Afidu Hoki, even so, Nizi Bamas Nisan Lotanam. You don't find the Nizi mentioned in the Mishnah. It says, it gives you the Machlokas in the Mishnah, and it says, this is the Tanura Shalach Noi. So there's an allusion to what actually happened, the Halachos and the Nidus, but the Mishnah does not spell out any Nidus. The Brighter comes and adds that information. We're looking for 24 cases in the Mishnah itself where you find the Nidus. And of the Chabdalit, Afiro, Nidim, Masnis, and Lotanam, so after the Gemara, and of the Chabdalit, Makomit, Hecha Mishkachas, Lo, Rabbi Shua, Ben Nevi. Sorry, uh, no. So how do you find 24 places? So answers the Gemara, Rabbi Yeshua ben Nevi, Medama Nilsa ben Nilsa. Rabbi Yeshua ben Nevi, he compared one to the other. In other words, once he had these three examples in the Mishnah, he said, from that I can learn, or, or should I say, and then he learned on the Mishnahis, and he says, well, based on the facts I have, I reckon that Chazal, in this sort of case, would have put a person in, in Nidri. You're right, you will not find 24 actual mentions of Nidri in a Mishnah. That you won't find. Yeah? Rather, Peshat is wherever he saw in a Mishnah, he saw a Yochid arguing with, with, uh, with, against the rabbis. And it was a major machlokas, for example, like Rabbi Yezim and the Chachomim. Rabbi Yezim was a, a single person, against the Chachomim, it was a, a very, very, it was a major machlokas, or he saw one of the Chachomim speaking very harshly against the Godel, a bit like maybe the way Akavya ben Halal spoke. Anything like that, he said, based on the, the, the sort of the guidelines he's been given, he says, in this Mishnah, they would have been put in Nizi. And he says, I can find 24 cases in Mishnahis, where either it's spelt out, like the three we have, or where, based on the, the guidelines we've got, they would have put them in Nidu. I'm telling you, they would have put them in Nidu. And whereas for Rabbi Lazar, whereas Rabbi Lazar and the Milsa Milsa. The reason why he could only find three is, because he wasn't comparing one thing to the other. He wasn't extrapolating from one case to another. He says, I'm looking for cases in the Mishnah, I can only find three. That's the difference between Rabbi Yisham and even Rabbi Lotha. Rabbi Yisham and even said, like, I've got 24, because he's learning one to the other. Rabbi Lotha only found three, because he was looking for absolutely spelt out, the Nidri spelt out in the Mishnah. Yes. The, Ra- the Ram on the Shulchan Aruch, you'll find in there. The Ken Hilkus Nidri, or the Ram at the beginning, I think it's, is it Hilkus, uh, which one is it? Uh, he he, he lists them all out there. The first one is, that's why I read that the other day. The first one is Mustafer. Somebody speaks derogatory about a Talmud Chacham, which is Vafilu. That was what we read out the other day. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, if you take a look in 
think it's Shintal of Mem, I think it is. Is that that one? No, it's not. Uh, no, sorry, that's, that's our, that's our Vedas. Um, if you look in, is that it? Simon Shin Lamed Dalit, I think it is. Yeah. I'm saying in Hilkas Nidhi, it's, it's, it's at the beginning there. It lists out all the 24, I think. Okay. Now we're going back to our Mishnah. We said in our Mishnah that if you've got the people who are carrying the coffin and the people who are going to be carrying the coffin, in other words, even the, and the, in other words, the people who are going to be taking over and the people who will be taking over from the people who are taking over, they're all part of the Kriyashima. So the Gemara, Tana Rabbana, Amen Tienes Ames, Sonokhli Kriyashima. We don't take out a mace near to the time of Kriyashima. Some that means, in other words, within half an hour. That we find Sonokhla Mincha means within half an hour Mincha. Others say it's got nothing to do with nothing. Like it's got nothing to do with that. What it means is, you don't start a Kabura if it's already get, getting close to the time of Kriyashima. Unless you can have enough time to do the Kabura and then read Kriyashima really in its ideal time. So if it's, let's say, an hour before Kriyashima, the Zaman's going to start it then you can carry out the Kavurah. If it's already getting close, don't start the, the Kavurah. Sorry? I suppose the Leviah as well. Yeah, you're right. Leviah as well. So once they start, they won't be able to stop. You're already off the Vemetzah. Yeah, once you start the Leviah, you can't start, you know, sort of just stop and put the, the coffin down and say, oh, we'll carry on in a minute. Yeah, the whole thing was... However long it takes, I, I, I have a little bit of a feeling that in time gone by, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily always done the way we have it now. There's at least in the house, and it's uh, sort of the whole. Uh, depends, you're right. So it depends on, on the on the length of time, basically. You've got to have enough time. You're going to be able to do the kavura, and then be able to you know to to get to, get to the kriyash. The kavura should be done before the kriyashman. But the meschidu, if they did begin, they shouldn't have done. They did begin, or as the Rishalmi says, they miscalculated. They thought they'd have enough time. They began. Aim up seeking. You don't stop. Once you've started, don't stop. And some on the diet that, uh, based on, I think it's the Rambam, I think it is, that it's, you only don't stop if there's going to be enough time to read Kriyashima. You'll be able to read Kriyashima afterwards, so don't, don't uh, I think it's in this case, you don't, you don't stop. After the Gemara, um, Ini, is that really the case? For Rav Yosef, what about Rav Yosef? They did start his Kabura near to the time of Kriyashima. They took him out from the Kriyashima. Answer the Gemara, Odom Choshub Shani. Only the Choshub, a person like Rabbi Yosef, he overrides the mitzvah of Kriyashima. For him, we start straight away. We don't, don't need the Kabura once the Kabura is ready, start now. So, right to the Halakha is like this, we're saying, for Sunday, well, I'll try and make some sort of handout for that Halakha, but. What well, the Gemara is basically saying is, if you've got enough time to do the Kabura and then get Kriyashima, do it. If not, wait. And they say, by the same token, if it's already come the time of Kriyashima, this is again based on the Rishalmi, Samidir Abediyana quote says, if it's already come the time of Kriyashima, wait then enough time for everyone to have read Kriyashima and daven so that you'll have the Kabura, there'll be a lot of people there. Because otherwise everyone's still going to be davening and the, and the Kabura will be Shalada Kovid. So you want to make sure there's going to be a good crowd there, so it's obvious, wait. You know, don't try and say, well, let's get the Kavura going. Wait to, so that people will have a chance to dominate and come to the Kavura. Okay. But it says the Gemara, what about Rabbi? Oh, he's an Odin Choshul. Now, if you look at the Ramam, the Ramam writes. The exception is in the case of an Odin Choshul. If you look at the Rid, you look at the Rosh, they don't mention this exception of an Odin Choshul. Why not? Why don't they mention the exception of our Odin Choshul? They just say, we don't start the Kavura Thomas and Isman Kriyashima. What about the... There's no one who seems to argue on this. What would you say? Anyone? The answer, the, the answer is the, the, I found it with the base. TSA gives as well is, is that Odom Chosha doesn't apply nowadays. 
Do you, do you know anyone who's as Choshev as Rav Yosef? It doesn't mean who you think is Choshev. It means somebody like Rav Yosef. Somebody on such a stature that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would, would say, I'd rather you go bury him, worry about my Omar for Shemaim afterwards. Now this doesn't apply, says the Beit Yosef. It's, it's a little life we have. It's a little like, uh, I'll give you another example of this sort of thing, is when it comes to Hilchot Hatas Nadorim. Says Alokha, if you've got a Yochid Mumcha, somebody who's uh, such a Mumcha, he can be Master Nadorim on his own. He doesn't need a basic. If you don't have a Yochid Mumcha, you need a basic. Okay? So, uh, what do we say nowadays? Nowadays, I think it's a Ramah. We don't have a Yochid Mumcha nowadays. You take the biggest town of Hochamia, and everybody else he can't be master in the door. Because the Gemara spells out, I think it was Ramnathman, even they weren't, uh, he says, I think he says, Kigayin Arnold, you've got to, and we're talking about people like Ramnathman. When the Gemara says, who's a Yochim Mumcha? And he gives an example of Tanoim, uh, sorry, not Tanoim, Amaroim, the Gedele Amaroim, who says, I'm not, I'm not considered Yochim, or maybe I would be considered Yochim Mumcha, I wouldn't. I mean, so we're talking about people of that stature. It's not, in other words, this is our local, which is not relative to the time. You don't say, well, he's had a, a you know, head and shoulders above the rest of the generation. We're talking about here, maybe the Raman would learn that. I don't know, maybe the Raman would learn that it's relative to the time. Some of you is in that generation, like we say, Yiftak, Vodoro, right, etc. For him, you go according to the generation, if he's head and shoulders above the rest of the generation, he's considered Adam Khashoggi, then you take him out. Kodesh Walker would say, if he in such a generation could be so Khashoggi, but the, seemingly the Ram, the, the Rif, and the Rosh says the base here, says don't learn like that. They say it's got to be something with Kosham enough like Rav Yosef. We don't have that nowadays. Carries on the Gemara. Shalifnei Amita, Mishalacha. Why would that be? So that's what I'm saying. Certain things you will find will go sort of relative to the time. Like Yitzchak was there. Don't say, oh, but you know, you do find certain things go relative to the generation, and certain things go. Um, so I, suppose, I, suppose, I suppose the 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 point here is here you're comparing it to Kabbalah Talmud Shomayim. So Kabbalah Talmud Shomayim doesn't change from one generation to the next. Only somebody Rav Yosef, apparently it's a finish in itself. Hashem says, ah, oh, for him, I'm prepared to let the the COVID go. Whereas when, you, when it's COVID of a cane, you're saying, you know, calling up an exception of Thomas Hoffman head of a cane, so that, I mean, again, the of the cane doesn't change. But, uh. I suppose it's relative to the generations, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um. We talked about those who are ahead of the coffin, those who are behind the coffin. I mean, the, bo- the bottom line was, anyone who is needed, there's different, different ways to actually learn the Mishnah, but the bottom line was, anyone who is needed for, the, for, the, uh, for carrying the coffin, anyone who's needed for the Kabura, he's possible from Kriyashima, anyone who's not needed, he's Chayv in Kriyashima. Tonerabon. Ha'izkin behesbud. Those who are busy with the hesbud, at the time when the mace is actually in front of them. In other words, if the mace is present, as opposed to a hester which is taking place in a different, different room, or some learn that the, the coffin is to one side and everyone's sitting in the middle of the room, the coffin's off to the side. But here we're talking about when the mace is right there, then then they slip out one by one, one at a time, and they read Kriyashima. And uh, the Tamidah Rabbi, again, some say it's Dafka Kriyashma because Kriyashma is their writer. Others say no, even still, even as Rabbonon, they slip out one by one, they say Kriyashma, they dominate as well. It's not Dafka Kriyashma. Eina Mase Mutalifneya, but if the mate is not actually there, it's not present, they've got a Hesper going on, then Hain Yoshkin Vakodin, then they sit there and they, uh, presumably the, the, the Mustard stops, right? The, they see it's got a very, very long sort of attack on a, uh, I think on the tour there. He says, how can the person continue his hesper? He's, he's going he's to disturb the concentration of everyone. He's saying, Kriyashma. So he says it could be that he stopped. Fine, but they sit there and they read Kriyashma. They don't have to go out because the mate is not there. But who Yoshe David? As for the Obel, the Obel, he sits there silent. Because he's not reading Kriyashma. He's an Oni. doesn't read Kriyashma. Him over there with Paladin. 
they get up and they daven. And he gets up and he says to the Kazin, what does he say? But Omen he says, Master of the world, I've sinned very much in front of you, you haven't even paid me back in retribution, even one out of a thousand. I'm so indebted to you. This little bit of punishment you've given me, it's not even, I'm deserving you so much more. May be the will before you, Hashem Elokeinu, that you should fence up our breaches, and the breaches of all your people, the house of Yisrael, the Rachamim with mercy. That's what he says while they doubled. So It's not a good thing for a person to say this. The Omar Rabbishim been taught in the name of Rabbi a person should be very, very careful what a person says. He should never open up his mouth to the Sultan. Where's the person for this? says, We were pretty much like today. Maya has a novi. What does the novi say to them? He, re- he replies, Listen to the word of Hashem, Ketzine Sedoim. The officers of Sodom. If you call yourself, you know, people who are likened to Sodom, you'll be referred to as Sodom. If a person, Rahman of Islam, opens his mouth and he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I deserve so much more punishment, I'm so, in, so uh, indebted to your kindness, the anti Rahman of Islam, he's just, he's arousing din in Shalom, going to say, oh really you are deserving so much more, well let's, let's, let's take a look at what you're deserving. And Rahman of Islam, the result of it, is where that person just keeps his mouth closed. Don't, don't, uh, don't start it off. Let's just do, do the last little bit to finish the olives. Cover it, Hamez, the Chodru, the Chodru. If they buried the mace and they, they, uh, they've come back, we said if they've got enough time on the way back to read Kriyat Shema, they should do so. And if not, in order to start, they should do so. If not, they don't. After the Gemara, Mechonim, Nahatka, Verikma, Tula, In. Then it implies only if they've got enough time to complete to start and complete the whole of Kriyashima, and then they should start Kriyashima. Abel Perek Echol, but implying that they've got enough time only to say one of the paragraphs. Or a Posuk Echol, or even just one Posuk, like Shema, lo, they shouldn't start. But Ruminu, we've got a contradiction from Abraisa, which says, Kobra Etanes, if they buried the dead, the Chodra, and they're on the way back, to, to comfort the, the, the Omel, in Mechonin Hatzla Vedigma, if they've got enough time to begin and finish, Afiru Perek Echol, even just one Perek, a posuk echol, the one posuk, then they, then they, then they should start. So answer the Gemara. How can I become? This is what our Mishnah needs to say as well. In Yechayin in the Hatzka Vedigmar, Afiru Perek Echad, Afiru Posuk Echad. If they've got enough time to begin and finish, even just one chapter, even just one posuk, Achilei Yakiv Lashura before they reach the line, the row where they come to the mace, Yachidu, then they should begin. The Imlam, and if not, they Yachidu, they shouldn't begin. And the others from Mosaic, and the Beis brings it from Rashi, probably on the Mishnah, where he says, in other words, Yachidu, and if necessary, finish it even once you've started, you can finish the whole of Kriyashma even if you get back. But otherwise, you don't, you don't begin, and the reason is because Nechon Avelim, as we're going to see, we've got one little bit to finish next week. Nechon Avelim is a mitzvah deraita. Did you know that Nechon Avelim is a mitzvah deraita? Why is it a mitzvah deraita? Because it's Gemilas Chasodim. And Gemilas Chasodim is a mitzvah deraita from the Pots of Ezzatul and Ezzatul. It's a mitzvah deraita, and therefore it's a mitzvah, Pots of Menah Mitzvah. Have a very good Shabbos.